Welcome to Random Side Note. 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 Yo, and welcome back to another random episode of Random Side Note Podcast. I'm your boy Dre here with the rest of the Rando gang, and we are back and ready to have a very lively conversation with you guys today. How are y'all? How y'all been? I've been blessed and highly favored because um, I've been off from work. Um, thank you, Hurricane Ian, whatever your name is, for giving me these days. We had a discussion at the beginning of this podcast. He was not going to be thinking no hurricane. But I am because I didn't have to prepare them for me. Is the school flooded? No, it's not flooded. I know, man. So then this, why y'all not making you know, work? Spectrum hasn't got bait. It was doing good, and then all of a sudden, I'm still not doing anything good. Okay, let me see if I can switch to my own. We but, can. Um, what is she talking about? No, because it can't. No, because it can't. No, because it can't. Yeah, it keeps freezing on my end, so it's like y'all froze, and I'm like, so I'm like, y'all, damn. Plus y'all work. So, long yeah, I'm what like, I, am I talking or am I not talking? I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? I mean, you know, okay, let's go ahead and start this over. I'm just there highly favored. Um, thank you, Ian, for giving me these days off. Um, I didn't have to she prepare double down on it. You prepared them for me. I double down on that. What? Well, goddamn. I won't for me. Anyway, so I just have been I too have been off work mm-hmm. for two weeks, and tomorrow I gotta go back, and I'm draining it. Just call out way yesterday. You just call out way yesterday. Just- no, I got like, <laughs> no, I got like, I got three, I got three problems happening in real life time right now. So I have to step back in and put on my Olivia Pope hat. All right, Miss Pope. AB, long time no see here. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I had days off, but it ain't feel like it, so it don't count. Um, work has been trying. I'm in that phase right now where it's it's very trying, and that's all I can say. Um, we know how that how that goes. Trying work. Hey, D. She been a super trooper today. Hi, everybody. I got sick on vacation. How wonderful. How how delightful. So, um, I've been off, but trying to like recover, get some rest, get back at it. I unfortunately didn't fully unplug, but I appreciated those days where I could just like relax, not worry about work, not stress. So it was good. What about you, Dre? It's, it's been a weird week. Uh, thanks to her, Hurricane Ian, uh, by the way, my, our thoughts and prayers are out to all of those who were affected by Hurricane Ian, starting from the, the west coast of Florida all the way up into South Carolina. Um, it was just a weird, it was almost like anxious, a little bit of anxiety along with it, and then uncertainty. So I think this week was pretty stressful uh, mentally, but it wasn't work-related. It was just due to everything going on around. 
uh, watching the news, people being evacuated, things changing at the last minute, and, you know, it just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been one of those weeks. But we made it through Ian, um, no major damages around here, so um, for the most part, so yeah. All right, so before we jump into our conversation today, I want to ask y'all a question. If your life right now were a movie, what title would it have? So even though it's a song, mine would be What You Really Want by DMX. All right. <laughs> oh, I got questions. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out what inspired this title. (laughs) Y'all know Dre knows it. (laughs) I would like to know what they want so I can figure it out because I don't know if they know what they want. So I just. I'm going to say this uh, just because this is my favorite movie. So I'm going to call my groomsmen. But I'm all of the people in the movie, like at different parts of the day and at different stages. I am either one of the bridesmaids from Bridesmaids or um, I'm a character in there somewhere along the way. I say dead presidents. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, please clarify. (laughs) Do I need to go back and pick a song at this point? (laughs) Well, we say it's a movie. It's a movie. Because I'm right. I'm about these. I'm about these dead presidents. Oh, you about the money? money. The money. money. Okay. (laughs) Y'all thought I was talking about going to kill somebody, y'all, bro. All y'all faces was like, what? I was like, clarify, please. I was like. I mean, take how you want to take it. No, we know. You need to be very specific. You need to clarify. You need to clarify. (laughs) Just for the record, guys, I ain't going to kill nobody. I'm too cute. Nobody. Okay. You sound like me a couple episodes ago. Pull it back. Pull it back. (laughs) I know, right? I would say perfect storm. Probably Mm. the most accurate description of what's happening right now in my life. Perfect storm. Everything lining up for this chaos. My title is already a movie title. Um Renaissance Man, that would be the that would be the title of my my movie right about this point in my life. It's me playing like a different a lot of different hats and being a, having to do a lot of different skills and um different things just to make everything balanced in my life. Shit, can so I renege on mine real quick? What, what, what you want? Poet no. <laughs> 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 Oh, my bad, Keith. No, no, you could, you could. After hearing D and Dre's, I just feel like my more serious answer is like Life of Pi 2. Being stuck on a boat with a tiger in a storm, but see if we can make it through. Who the tiger? You can name it work, life. You can name the tiger in the storm. But, gotcha. But we're going to make it through this shit. 
I got you. I got you. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. What you got in your rent of the week this week, Akeem? Uh, my rent of the week, I've been saving it for quite some weeks. It's for uh, ESPN and every uh, uh, major sports outlet that was not reported. Brett Favre, Welfare Queen, pulling welfare fraud from the poorest state and the poorest people to help assist uh, with the building of a volleyball program that is not ranked, um, that does not play in the NCAA tournament. Um but no major outlet just now. I think they just this week started reporting, you know, his uh, welfare fraud, which he is quote unquote saying he did not know where the funds came from. But um, we about to find out. He knew where the funds came from from based on his text message saying, "Is anybody can anybody find out?" <laughs> Listen, I was just, we when I saw that the people was calling him a welfare queen. I said, "Damn." You know, he's a scammer. But my thing is, if you got to ask the question, if can anybody find out about this, then chances are you don't need to be doing that. <laughs> you don't need to be doing it. You don't need to be doing it. I don't understand. You got the money, and you, if you want to fund and build these things, you could have had the Farb Arena for volleyball or something at uh, Southern Mississippi. I don't know. You could have. You could have did something. You could have funded it. Why fund it yourself when you can use other people's money? Well, I was just trying to say the ethical thing to do. You know, I do understand that concept. I mean, just because people make money don't mean they change. Like, because just think about it. If he ain't had the money, he would use somebody else. He would do the same thing that he doing now. The money don't make a difference. <laughs> Once a rat, always a rat. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's so the street logic. Of, something the you cannot take out. Just like Dre said, once you get money, that doesn't change who you are. So what's that? You can't take the tra- you can't take the trailer part out. Is that what we can't take out? What's mm-hmm. it? You, you can take the girl out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out the girl. But what's the equivalent <laughs> of that? What's the what's the equivalent of what Brett Farm did? So he said you can't take the trailer park out the man. Like I don't know what is this. That's kind of is that bad to say? It ain't gonna translate over, huh? Because you can't take the hood out the nigga. Well, that's what they consider when Caucasian people um, think of classism. That's what they see the equivalent as, like for the projects. They look down on other Caucasian people that live in trailer parks. Isn't he from there? He's from there, yeah. Mississippi. The poorest state in the union. I mean, but he's no different than the people, the the senators and and congressmen who took out those PPP loans and they and they being forgiven. Uh, if, so wanna, I, if we haven't saluted, let's salute that clapback that was given out for when it was when it was aired out. Who got the PPP loans? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it's people. People just gonna be people. Who, it don't matter who you are. You're gonna be who you are, whether you're rich or famous or poor or broke. And it just shows that even though he has the money and he could have done the ethical thing and put money into this center that he wanted and had it named after him, why not use money that's been given to me? Why spend my money on it when I can scam and scheme, seduce and scheme and do what I need to do to get seduce and scheme? That was a good show, though. <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> That's rap shit. Um, Issa Rae is rap shit on HBO Max. If you, Issa, if I can see y'all party since we're going it out there. Just saying. Uh, right, right. <laughs> All right, AB, what you got in social media land this week? 
All right, y'all. Over in social media land, um, it has been announced that Rihanna will be performing at the Super Bowl. And a lot of people are like side-eyeing because they're like, oh, she hasn't had an album out, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm just happy another black woman gets the grace to stage and give the people what they need. So I don't care if she hadn't ever had an album out. It's another black presence on the stage, on one of the biggest stages. And I'm here for it. What do y'all think? I agree, but I think she's kind of trolling her fans at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I guess it's whatever. It was okay. a scene where it was Vincent Beauty. She's going to have, like, all the people. She's going to have a whole fashion show. <laughs> her most recent works. They're going to do makeup. Kind of, come, come down and get your makeup done by Vincent Beauty. <laughs> Uh, from somebody whose favorite Rihanna song probably will never be performed in any of her performances. I mean, she's going to come with something. And if she's by herself, she's going to have a lot of features. And y'all might get blessed with R9 right before she performs it. Because think about it. Beyonce did, uh, was it Formation? Like a day, the week of the la- the Super Bowl. The day before. And then she, did the, she released Formation and then she went out and performed Formation. So you might be getting the same thing from Rihanna. I doubt it. I I think this is a big troll. <laughs> Her and Nas X, they are big. They are big. They're the biggest trolls of their fans. Like they troll everybody. So and I, everybody. I, and she she this is like an epic troll right here. Like <laughs> I'm finna get the Super Bowl. Y'all been begging me for music. <laughs> so wait, what are you when you say troll? What are you speaking of? Like you don't think she's actually gonna perform? Is that what you think? No, she's like they asking for music from her, and she's up there like I'm not giving you music. I'm finna just perform. Like, but y'all about to get this Disturbia, this Ponderica. Yeah, I don't think she's dropping no album in time. But like, I I don't think that's what she's gonna do. But who but knows? no. So here here's my thing. All right, uh, but I think because I follow Rihanna and I, I I get to watch her troll. I want to say maybe two years ago, Rihanna had posted a video of a dog. You remember that video of the dog playing the drums and boxing his head or whatever? Mm-hmm. And she put on there something to the sort of me listening to R9 right now in my car. Like, just trolling her fans. I think the album is done. She is going to put it out when she wants to put it out. So, I mean, I'm of two minds. never get no album. <laughs> 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 I think the woman album done. I just want to say, Rihanna, if you, if you ever hear this or this get your ears, I just want to hear James Joint perform live one good time. Like I just want, I need James Joint perform live. I need to in a small setting for me. Thank you so much. Rihanna silently retired on y'all asses. She said she's doing no more. <laughs> 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 she said she got retired right. <laughs> right. Yes. And she makes so funny. Listen, the the meeting that they had out when uh, ASAP was in that uh, that pile or whatever. They was like, speaking of, since, no, actually it was for her release for this uh, Super Bowl. They was like, speaking of Rihanna, she was, are we going to get the baby name or a photo of the baby? And then people was like, oh, I forgot Rihanna was the mother. That lady don't owe y'all nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that lady done gave up on y'all musically. <laughs> like, <laughs> she don't owe y'all nothing. The way her bag set up. Buy this makeup, buy this lingerie, and watch this video on Amazon. Buy my, buy my products and fuck the music. <laughs> Like, like, it ain't I, nothing special. No, like, at least give a great product. I mean, it ain't giving She by Charade, though, but, you know. She, give, she giving a man house. <laughs> well, I mean, it ain't hard to give She by Charade, so let's not compare it to that. She, she stole She by Charade. She definitely giving way more than that. 
Let me leave Sheree alone because I know she's looking for money right now and I ain't trying to be sued. Like, uh, what's Tasha? What's a Tasha K? Is but she having looking a, for money? And I can't be like Tasha K and going across seas to, to hide from Cardi Bye. B. And Cardi B, Cardi B said, she, she give me my money. Yes, they said she in Africa, and they said um, Cardi B garnishing her. She filed an order to garnish her checks. Her, she her, on vacation. Her. Yikes! She on. She ain't on vacation. She on sabbatical she, or something. She she running. <laughs> <laughs> now South Africa is a very nice place, but I, they might extradite you back to the United States, so you might not want to be there. I like how Africa is not cheap. Like let's Let's not play these mm-hmm. games, depending on where she is. She is South Africa. And she trying she to look for her money. She's not at Santana, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Better go find her I'll, tribe to hide with. Okay. <laughs> I'll agree. Because Cardi said, run me my money. <laughs> and I feel and like she's going to run her down by that money. It's not going to be. I applaud. I applaud. Like Pierre Marie, whatever that girl. Yep. Yep. I applaud Cardi for this because I mean, even though it's is we know Cardi got the money and she don't really need it, but I think she's doing right by proving a point. That woman had no right, and I'm not a big Cardi fan. Wait, like what that, was she doing? She was like the she said she was like saying the the famous things about Cardi that were not yeah, true. She was, had, and, even and like, I think she was saying she had references to say that she did, and it all came out that she denied. And then she was like, Cardi had like sexual transmitted uh, infections and stuff, and yeah, and so I applaud Cardi. Go after your money, like she'll. This is this will teach people to keep your mouth off other people like that. But you know, whatever. They ain't learned yet. I like her as a as a persona. All right, y'all moving right along. Lizzo performed in D.C. this past week and uh, got the people in an uproar after. Um, while performing, she was lent, um, by the Library of Congress, a flute that once belonged to the fourth president of the U.S., James Madison, another slave owner, um, (laughs) a flute that was gifted to him. And Lizzo played the flute on stage. And we all know that she is a professionally trained flute, flautist, however you say it, flute player. Um, and we've seen her play the flute multiple times. This isn't the first occasion that we saw her like show her skills. Um, but the Republicans were very stressed over the fact that she she played this flute. And then uh, they went on to tweet, uh, but all because she twerked too. So Who they thought that, that was can like we, a disgrace. Can we, can we name Dave? Give me one moment. Oh, you got Jenna. You got Jenna Ellis. She basically was a desecration of the American history. Okay, Nancy so the people Carol, who Matt Walsh. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like giving people too much free um time, but so let me anyways, say, if these, okay. So if these people think that's desecration, uh, we need to be talking about the people that desecrated the Capitol on um, January sixth and keep it moving forward. And if you vote negative against that, then you don't need to be talking about a black woman playing a flute. That probably black people don't really care that she played. Uh, but she played it, and she played it well, and let's keep it moving. And she was, if you saw the video, she was very proud of herself. She held the flute like she valued it. She treated it like it was very delicate, and she was smiling and very, like, happy, and she said she made history. I don't know if playing a flute 
that well, was previously owned by a slave owner is, is something right up however um I think that she showed her skill set and it's something outside of what they typically used to seeing black women do and it bothered them because she's pretty good at it I think it was I don't think it was the fact that she played the flute I think it's the fact that she twerked and I and I it, when twerking to white people is almost like the worst thing ever um, that, that, that someone can do so why like, you twerk but also some of the dancing like some of the dances that we do go far beyond us some of these dances like can be traced back to africa and it's not nothing new well yeah i i get what you're saying i I think is is the the act of it's just a simple act of twerking and how they correlate it with 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 black people. Whatever, uh, cause they do well, us be doing the same thing behind the scenes. So oh, well, there, there's that. But I I want to say this because uh, I'm only saying this really because uh, I've had a couple of people on the list of the podcast inbox me about my my critical nature previously about Lizzo in a previous episode. But I will say, as a band nerd. I was not necessarily, I, she did treat the flute on stage with respect, but I wanted more from her to be playing that flute on stage. But I did see where she performed it actually at the, uh, I guess the Museum for the Hall of Congress, where she actually played like a a song on the flute. And it did sound nice, but I think what they were very upset about was that she did twerk with it. But then that's what she said. You know, no one's ever heard what that flute sounded like. Allegedly, no one's ever played that flute since uh, when the James Madison played the flute. So no one's ever heard what the flute sounded like this century. We have, so we've heard her play, the, well, not we, but she's, she, played, she's the played the flute before. before. So we've yeah. known, like people well, have known. No, she can play that flute. I wanted to see, but I've never, so me, I've never seen a glass flute. And so I was oh. like, oh, I was like, okay. So when she pulled it up on stage at the performance, I thought she was about to like play or play with the band or give like a, you know, something where she just, besides a trill, you know, just trilling across it. But then she actually played the actual real flute at the hall of like a song and, you know, had a melody and stuff like that. A little different from the performance. And I thought that was really good for her to show both. Oh, child, sis say she wasn't finna play around with that flute for too long. Because if she broke that flute, that wasn't she broke that. exactly <laughs> what it was. So <laughs> do that I'm one, two, three and get them that back. They were crucified. I ain't got no. I ain't got You right. I think Sonny Hostin from The View, I think I think her comment on the whole situation was just hit the nail on the head because she, she talks about how they call it a degradation, uh, desecration of America's history. But she, but uh, Sonny was like, well, James Madison owned 100 slaves, and that's a desecration of, a degradation of history. It's a full circle moment for American history. This is a, a promise of America. You have a slave's ancestor playing the 200-year-old flute. So I, I think she like summed it up perfectly. Like it's just a full circle moment. And we just she did make it. Rico is American history. Mm-hmm. She will be. She is someone who her legacy will be written, right? And so like people don't like that and they don't like the culture being shared in that way and they don't want black culture to cross with American culture. So it's it's that thing, but you have to keep reminding people that you are American too, just as much as they are. Mm-hmm. And she's pop. Right. You don't get no more American than that. 
She has a larger white fan base than she has a black fan base. Correct. Mm-hmm. Cause when she was here last week, that's all I saw, like heading into the arena. Like it was crazy. She was here. Yeah, she uh she was here the Friday before last. She played at Emily. Well she, even if she did not twerk, they would still find something of course to fuss about. Because mm-hmm. she is a black woman playing a white dead president's flute. So it that was no gonna be something has, else if it glass, wasn't about her dancing. Look, glass, glass flute that no one has that was not gifted. heard. Exactly. It was gonna be they was just gonna find something else. Mm-hmm. But that's the best they could do in the moment. Without <laughs> saying she black. Is exactly moving right along to my last little pit stop. So Joe Budden on his um podcast, the Joe Budden podcast, um he admitted to pretending to put on condoms, like actually going around the corner pretending to put on condoms and come back in the bed with whomever. Or he even said before he got good at faking it, he would find the thinnest one he could get because he knew he could break it. So this was a whole conversation on his podcast, which has now been taken down. But we all That's know right. Joe Budden has been very problematic and he has had a lot of issues in the relationship area and with women. But my thing is like, why do he has co-hosts? Why do people continue to entertain him in his foolishness? And even if he is just joking, why does he go to this extent knowing the people already on his neck? Because Joe Budden has built a fan base that will protect him, but then also it's enough people that when he makes these outrageous comments, it can be said, oh, this was a joke, or this is for you to understand what's really happening. He's kind of pivoted on stuff like that a couple of times where where it was not favorable that he would come back and be like, well, it was made for an educational moment for y'all to understand what's happening. So he's built up enough people to kind of build his arguments so that he can teeter either side that works. What he's saying, I think he, people were agreeing with him though. Like, what? Yeah. what? But that's what I'm saying. But he he he's built himself to be where he can like he does this weird teetering thing to me. It's it's he almost reminds me of a uh, Kevin Samuels. Like they they say things and that are so far out there that it grabs people. It creates a fan base. And like D said, people were like actually agreeing with him. And then when he kind of pivoted and said he was joking. There was people that I've read tweets where they were saying that we're getting so soft. Like, how can the idea of rape, because that's what that is, because right. you're doing it without consent, can how is that soft now? That's why you BYO. Bring your own <laughs> and put it on yourself. Because uh, uh, I'm finna roll it on now. I'm not saying that, but what you need to learn how to do, if you want to be sexy, put it on with your mouth. You better put it on yourself with your mouth. Mouth, hand, or whatever it is, it's going to get on there. Trust me. You need to make sure it's on there. And you better not pull it off you. (laughs) Just don't go around that corner. (laughs) Don't go around that corner. We we, we going together. We both gotta go get something from around the corner. <laughs> but I, but I I think though it, it says a lot about his fan base, the people that actually agree with him. It, 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 it says how 
about how toxic that people can become. And I don't know if it's like a social media influence that type situation, or is it just when we have people like the Joe Buttons, the Kevin Samuels, the Donald Trumps, it, it awakens something inside of people that like that they're already liking. And it's like, it pulls that out of people. And I think it's just to read those tweets when he said he was joking and people and people couldn't, they were saying people can't take a joke. That made me sick to my stomach. But again, what scares me about Joe Budden is what is his fan base? Because he always- crazy single man. Kevin Samuel fan base. I don't know if it's like Kevin. I, so here's my thing. Like Kevin, <laughs> it is Kevin Samuel. I feel like you knew what his fan base was. Like you knew the type of person who was a Kevin Samuel's fan base. Joe Button does this thing where he says something and it's a joke. Like to this day, who still thinks Joe Button is bisexual? I think he's bisexual. I think he. I think he is too. Did he tell us he was? But then it was a joke. But then it was yeah, a joke. Yeah, but then it was a joke. So, I don't know. Uh, it's only so many jokes you're going to give me and then expect me not to take you serious. But I don't know what's real and what's not with him. That's my. That's why I am with Joe Brady. I don't know what's real and what's not. So, therefore, I can't tell what's a fan and what's not a fan. Or if he got two people that agree on certain su- subjects. I just know I have that listened. I say nothing about Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> You see what happened to Kevin Samuels. I have listened to his podcast um on a few occasions, just road tripping and just needing something to listen to. I've listened to his podcast. He also plays this like fake woke card like he'll make statements like that man they they just want black men in jail so bad y'all just want to see a black man locked up so bad like he would play this fake woke card it's pretty interesting that's right here but then but is he making satire as he always tries to pull out of like pull out his back pocket when people when he has an overwhelming audience that doesn't agree but he says i'm just trying to make you agree with me that that is why i can't really fuck with joe Biden. i just don't know what we said but if you think about the, the other black male influencers um uh, right now uh or our personalities and right now the one that sticks out to me is charlamagne and i like charlamagne but Old Charlemagne, he would pull some stuff like not not as as to the extent of what Joe Budden said, but he would say stuff just to get a reaction out of people. And when you do that, that's how you build a fan base. He so half the sh- the stuff probably ain't what he really. <laughs> right, he wrote the book, and I'm not gonna lie. Until I, I read Charlemagne's book, until I read Charlemagne's book, this is where I was with Charlemagne before this. Like when Charlemagne before I read Charlemagne's book, I am at the same place. Where I was with Charlemagne, where I am with Joe Budden. So, so what in his book made you change your mind or change your view or, or? Because in his book, I felt like he was authentically himself. And so there were periods, you know, there were things where he would say, I did this on radio, but this is what I really meant, where he kind of explained himself. And it was consistent, a consistent idea throughout the book where I feel like, I understood where his satire was and where he asked his questions from sometimes. And so I feel like now I understand him. I can respect his growth though, because he, he realized that he needed like 
mental health counseling and stuff like that. And he has really, if you, if, even five years ago and listening to the Charlemagne now, they, they are two different people. And I, and I think when we are young and in the media business, I think we just do. Cause Wendy Williams, think of her. She did this, all this. They what say wild, outrageous stuff and it, and it gets attention. And, and Joe Budden, 50, should he know? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know his age. He, he might know. not be that old. I thought he was, he is 50. He is in his 50s. I he is 50? So I, I, I thought he was old. He older. is in his 50. What? Let's see. Joe Budden. Mature. He is older. Mature. He's 42. Oh, he's 42. He's 42. He's old enough. He gave him eight years, but he's old enough to know better. In terms of how he talks to people, in terms of things that he says, and understanding that he has a responsibility to articulate his opinions in a way that aren't like, like you can joke and you can have fun. And this is a whole other thing, though. This is like a whole nother episode, a whole nother side note. Like, what are jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you could talk about like a whole bunch of things, but at the core of it, you still have to be understanding of what your platform means and are you a journalist like what what integrity do you have to keep making statements that are harmful not only to yourself but your community i agree i i agree with that and i I think the key word there is the integrity and i think some people will forego integrity every time to for fame and and to remain and, relevant. And, and, and to remain relevant, yeah. Because, honestly, I hadn't heard anything about Joe Budden's podcast until uh, lately, until this whole thing. So, I, I think I, I think there's some other behind-the-scenes stuff going on there, too. Well, he built his podcast. I feel like Joe Budden on everybody's podcast. Every time I turn around, he owns a pod. He owns something where he's talking to somebody. He says something. And I know he went through some mental health stuff as well. Like, he... Baby... That one a mess, and it shows. Right. It does show. <laughs> All right, Avi, you done with social media land? That is it for social media land. We want to do a, something a little different today. Uh, Avi had a good idea uh, on a marriage episode, and so at first, at first look, I was like, "Oh, we, none of us married. We can't carry no conversation on this." But so y'all about to hear our fantasy? I, don't y'all listen to us, boy? Y'all gonna end up single. <laughs> But it's I, not, but it's but, not but, about that advice. But but I think it, it says it, to to have five unmarried people on here and to come co- co- and make our comments on marriage. I think it's it will say a lot about how people our age view marriage and our generation views marriage, and which is a lot of the questions that um a, a lot of points AB had made in her um her topic suggestion so let's get into it let's talk about the statistics first Ooh, these, these are these are black marriage statistics by the way so according to a yale study 42 percent of black women are married um the census data from 2005 to 2009 says that 75 percent of black women marry this is going to challenge what we really think it says 75 percent of black women marry before age 35. And that was according to the census data from 2005 to 2009. And then it also says black women in small towns have higher marriage rates than white women in urban centers, such as NYC in LA. 
And as your edu- and as far as education, because there are some myths behind marriage and education too. Education increase actually increases the likelihood of marriage for both black men and women. Black women with college degrees are more likely to marry than white women, white female high school dropouts. So that was just a few of the statistics on marriage. So what did y'all think about those statistics? Did it challenge anything that you thought about black marriages? Well, I don't fit into those, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it's like you you say the statistics, but then I think about myself and I'm like, well, I'm just one person. But if I think about my friends who are all older, they don't fit into it either, right? And so, like, I take it with a grain of salt. I'm from a small town, but I live in Arizona now. I'm also 35 and I've never been married, so. When I was reading the statistics, that 35 thing, the black women married before 35 was the thing that struck out, that stuck out to me because I have a lot of female friends and they're all around that age. And I'm just like, where does this information come from? Because, uh, but, I but another. Because I'm 39 and I ain't no. <laughs> we have to take into account where we live at. So when I lived in South Dakota, I was one of the older in my area. I was one of the older um, employees in the area I worked in. Everybody was younger than me for the most part. But in South Dakota, you get married at a young age. Like they were 25 and 24. Almost everybody I worked with was married. It was probably like, I don't know. I would say if it was like 30 of us, probably eight of us weren't married. So I do think depending on where you live and where those, does it tell you where those stats come from? Like specifically, I know you said NYU, but does it tell you what area those stats come from? Mm-mm. You no. just said black well, women in small towns have a higher marriage rate than those in urban centers. Okay. I think in South Dakota is a very small town yeah. or state and city in the city, cities in the state, everything's small. So I do think where you live plays a huge factor in, in these, in the stats. I think that another thing that stood out to me was I now I I believe in I believed in this myth before I read the research that black higher um, black women with higher education degrees were hard to marry found it hard to marry but the data actually says the more education you have the higher the likelihood of you actually being married so yeah but this this statistic say who you marry so this is incorporate like interracial marriage. I would just say marriage. So, oh, okay. I, I do think that to Akeem's point, like people are changing, right? So American population overall, if we got more recent data, is aging. We're having less kids. We're having less kids older, right? So you're older when you have your first child, meaning you're less likely to have 10 kids after that because you're older. So I I think there's a piece there in terms of the data showing, okay, women were more likely to be married. I I would want to see like more recent data to think about because even the 40 year olds I know probably who are women, one, I would say one in eight is married. I can say definitely in like my friend circle, marriage is scarce like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like even, but, but now when you're at home like we're from a small town and, and, and they all we married were, 
But it, I'll yeah, I was about to say, but, see, but the black ones aren't though. Like if oh. you think about our class, mm, yeah. And you think about the people around us, like how many people, who, black women who are educated are married compared to those who, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's right. kind of like everybody else is married, but it's like fewer black women from back home who stayed back home are also still married too, or also have been married. So we're not married. So how do we view marriage? That can play into the reason why we are not married, our views of marriage. How do you view marriage? We got a joint bank account. That's all it takes. Hey, B, I was like, man, this your topic, man. You need to jump in, cuz. <laughs> oh, I'm that ain't, that ain't. I ain't trying to overpower everybody because of my topic. That ain't, I mean, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't all it takes. This your warehouse. <laughs> I feel like marriage for me is like the ultimate partnership. Like, it is like, we are a partnership and we 50-50 and we about to navigate life 50-50. I'm ready to, I'm almost willing in marriage, willing to give up some individuality for my marriage. Okay. That 50-50 was nice because I want like 60-40, but however. Um, we, we got we got two different relationship types, okay? Um, <laughs> 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 I'm a nigga, you need to be a nigga too, and we come to the table 50 <laughs> But oh I, marriage to me is so complicated. Like, I couldn't even, like, try to sum up how I really feel about it. I feel like it's complicated. I feel like you're, you are forever tied to this person. People will no longer think about just you they are going to forever associate you with that other person. So that's what makes it more complicated. Like you got to pick the right person. You got to know that you know that you know that you know. And how do you know that you know that you know that this is the right person? And you got to know that, you know, flaws and all, you able to ride along with that person. Some flaws I just can't ride with. But how do I know that? Like, how do I know 30 of them ain't going to pop up after the first year of marriage. And then I'd be like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Like, I just, it's very scary to me. And when I meet people who tell me they got married at 21 or that they ready to get married, I'm like, how sway? Is is it being scary to you a reason perhaps why you are not married now? Oh, child, no. Nah. I ain't even met nobody who got me to the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like I haven't gotten that far in a relationship. In a relationship. Yeah, I got it. I was like, okay. Not I knew what you meant. I knew what yeah. you meant. I knew That's what you meant. That's what I meant. We got to get past favorite thank colors. You <laughs> thank you. We had to get past favorite colors and favorite restaurants and stuff. So, you uh-huh. know. That should be discussed day one. Well, you yeah. know, it's hard out here, King. I mean, you know, my views of marriage is, I mean, you know. We know yours. I mean, I just got to the same person every day. Um, you said what? You, you got to go back. Waking up, waking up to the same person every day. Um, be like, damn, did I just see you? Like, you can't go to the other room? But nevertheless, all of the people you that can go to the other room, know on your are married. Well, yeah, that's true, too. But all of the people that I know that are married, like older couples, they're like still together. So really, if I would 
teeter-totter into the marriage field. I would get advice from them. Like my parents, they've been married for 41 years. I don't know how my mama did it. I don't. Jerry, you know my daddy. You know he crazy. But nevertheless, I would get all the advice from her. So, I don't know. I mean, like A.B. said, too, it's complicated. Like It's complicated. Okay. It's very it's just complicated. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. <laughs> um, how can I say this? Um, it's a contract. Mm-hmm. It is um, freedom. I, I think that, and the reason why I say freedom is it's freedom to be authentically yourself with someone and not be bound up in the day-to-day of like dating and other things. You're, you're mm-hmm. like focused. You know you have someone who has your back. It's a partnership. But I also think that, so I, I hold marriage in very high regard. And I, I think it's important to some people, it's sacred. And, and to others, I, again, similar to a relationship, I think you have to clearly define what it means to you, what it means to you, and, and how other components influence it. How does love, how does partnership, how does family influence what you identify as? I I think marriage is what you make it. And I think that some people, for some people, like my brother is on his third marriage, right? And so does it have to be forever? (laughs) For some people, it's not. And so I think similar to what the other ladies say, it's complicated and complex and it has layers in it, I don't think there's one definition of how of, of what marriage is other than the legal definition that binds you to someone in a way um, versus a, a connection and, and you wanting to be in something versus I have to do this for this contract or religious reasons. I like that. And because I, I view it as multifaceted. Like, uh, I view it as, at, at, at the core, um, at the core, just spending my life with someone that I just know that I could never live without. Just to, even when I'm mad or angry or upset in the situation that, you know, our connection outgrows any upset that could come, come through there. But then legally, you know, I, like the mentioned, you know, things well, that need to be said. Right? Yeah, set, you know, things mm, that said. That only works if are certain factors. If you don't have a kid, marriage don't help you in no fact, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Straight finish. Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, but legally, yeah, um, having having a marriage license, you know, um, for financial decisions, health decisions, things, you know, that your partner would, you know, would have to make. I view marriage as this person that replaces my mama as my in case of emergency contact. Then, if you can replace my mama as that, then we marry. No, 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 no
at the end of the day, my mama still gonna be my point of emergency. Call. No, just no, like she still get my mail. Just like she still get my mail. It's gonna be the same nope. thing. Cause look. If your mama man go to the hospital and she need to go see about him, you gonna need somebody to go see about you because she ain't coming to you. She going to her man. So you better get you a man. Yeah, she coming to her child. Come to you. She coming to her child. It's been, it's been, it's been tried and delivered. She coming to her child. <laughs> oh. uh, one would hope so. Does social media play a role in how we view marriage? Absolutely. I don't want to say we, but humans in general. Absolutely. And I think that's where half of us go wrong in our marriages because we living up to the standards of IG and not up to the standards Uh-oh. of you and the other and what y'all establish in your household. IG is the new Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Uh, that's you curate. <laughs> that's also too much distraction. And so you, you're allowing too many people in your relationship. Like, oh, Remember the days when you just had to say, don't tell your mama everything, right? Like, you, you might, <laughs> you tell your mama this, and something happened, and you're back with this person, and then what you going to tell your mama then? But now, you're telling 50,000 other people who are in your, who are invested in your life and your relationship. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you, they, it's like you owe them something. I ain't going to lie. I want to I I wanna know why you broke up. I, I want to know. know why y'all broke up. I want to know why. I'm about to say, if I ain't sitting on this podcast, I'm going to say it now. If you post your relationship, I want to know why you broke up. And then I want to know why y'all got back together. (laughs) Or even when you post 5,000 pictures of y'all every move, and then we notice tomorrow you done deleted all the pictures. Now everybody got questions now. Whole new IG page. I want to know. Somebody asks. These hoes on there, but worry about what I'm doing. That's a and they gave us the whole relationship. Right. The whole relationship, man. These hoes don't know what's going on. I'm sick of this shit. Always in my business. <laughs> Girl, we was at your wedding practically. <laughs> we, we know what your first dance was. Oh, we are at everyone's wedding. We are we there. We was at the baby shower. We was at the wedding. We was at everything. We in the delivery room. Like, we... Oh, like, we're live. Online. You don't went on dates uh-huh. and everything with you. Right. We, so, we know where the first date was. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. We know we your first favorite. Date. <laughs> <laughs> and social media just has become this big toxic playground. It's just like a big toxic playground. I'm just like, yikes. Yeah. Like this. And it, it seems to get worse. It seems to be getting worse. Um, as like we get more and more outlets. Like it was a Snapchat and now it's like TikTok is just taking over, and I think at some point they need to put some sort of parameters on what you can do on TikTok because people were doing some weird stuff on TikTok at this point. They was ticking and they was talking. <laughs> the other part was also like we say we want to know what happened and why y'all breaking up, but then when people start telling all their business, like y'all telling too much on here, you should, oh, you will no. need to know all that. No, you gotta give me like what happened, but you need to give me like so and so cheated on me, so we not together. Or you need to be like we mutually broke up and it's fair game today either. But it's like it needs to be some Are type you of telling decree. People that that person cheated on you. Yeah, because the next person you know, else. 
So this is what ends up happening. Y'all break up and don't tell us y'all broke up. You take down all the pictures. But then we see him out in the club with another girl. So now we all going crazy. He cheating on you. You ain't see that video? Oh, that, ha- that, ha- that happened to me. Not knowing they broke up. That happened to me last week. I don't know about that happened, that happened dude, dude walked up with a whole other girl. I'm just like, well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I asked wow. his sister. I asked his sister. I was like, well, what happened to the other girl? She's like, <laughs> so the See, whole, whole night we being awkward because we didn't know who the girl is. So we just sitting there like, and I'm just like, I know you got another girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that makes it awkward for all parties involved. Well, like for me, like I had an ex, we broke up, we didn't tell anybody we broke up. I was in the club and spotted, you know, me being myself in the club. And somebody had went back and reported what I was doing in the club, um, which was nothing, um, nothing bad. And um, (laughs) I was just, for the record, I was just dancing in the club. And so someone texted my ex and was like, oh, I saw Keem dancing in the club. Y'all must not be together anymore. Mm. And then we had worked it out like a couple of weeks later. But it was just kind of bad to see that somebody was like, oh, I see him in the club. I was like, damn, the niggas be paying for your downfall. Ready to go back and just report everything and don't even know what's going on. We weren't even together. Mm. <laughs> Word travel. But even if we was Please. together, I'm dancing. <laughs> Akeem, you had changed your way. I have. I can't go to the club no more. You can't be caught over the weekend caught in the club. Okay. That's true. That's true. Because now, now the favorite question is says, if I don't show up with Tron, where's Tron? That is the first question out of everybody's mouth. But see, just like I said, you forever associated with somebody and y'all not even married yet. <laughs> Right, I, but I but I think like what you just said, Ab. I I think like with more more with most millennial marriages, like it, it ends up being like these relationships that you know at that you're living out all the merit what we consider as like marriage duties duties living together, paying bills together, sleeping together every night, doing every and some of some people have kids together, not married, like doing all of these things, and then marriage. The quote unquote act of marriage is just going to the courthouse or having a wedding and getting that certificate. So, it's also a joint bank account. Well, you and this money, you won't let it up again. We're going to get that in. We're going to let up this bank account. It's right. finances. So, that marriage makes finances. Think about uh, what you said. So I keep hearing people say marriage and people been saying this for a long time. It's just a piece of paper. So I don't understand. So based off of what you just said, we're doing everything else that you would do in a marriage. So now it's become just a piece of paper. And now I'm hearing more that it's it's a business. Marriage is just a business and a piece of paper. And Mm so I kind of hate when people simplify it to just a piece of paper and a business because my thing is if my one business don't work i could always start over and do multiple bit i can have multiple <laughs> businesses and try this and try yes, that. you're gonna have marriage. multiple streams i'm exactly in my marriages. marriage i'm not expecting to have multiple marriages and multiple <laughs> businesses i'm not so i can't compare it to a business 
Good point. I agree with what you said because that is what people are saying, and that is it is a it's, it's a just a piece of paper. But when I when I consider it, because you know living together and doing all of this to me, marriage occurs spiritually. It's a spiritual connection. Like you don't have to go down to the courthouse and have the paper. But I think once we get past that, it's that spiritual emotional connection. We've become one. We're doing all these things. Unfortunately, in the society that we live in, we need that piece of paper, that license so that, you know, we can have certain rights to, you know, you know, or to do to do things. I'm not talking about money. And I think that's why I think that's that's the reason behind why people say it's just a piece of paper, because they've already in some sort of way married this person uh, um, spiritually. It's that, mm, spiritually, but also, like you said, it's the, I, I think it's the acts. It's like previously people didn't do all the same things that people are doing now in terms of relationships. There was courting, there was dating, like there was a process. And we have skipped, like, like now, we have combined all of that into the process to find me. That's why, A, I think, feel like it's, it's very difficult because people expect you, like I have this thing. Um, you, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's similar to like the cow. Why, you know, if I get milk for free, why am I buying the cow? But I basically say you have side man, money and taste and interest. Um, or you have a married man taste and interest on a side man budget. You, you mm. can't, you, you're not going to be able to attract me and get me to do the things that you want me to do. Because to me, that requires more of you and me in terms of a commitment for me to be doing those things. So I feel like people have to start setting some boundaries. And the problem is, if only one person is setting a boundary, then it's like, well, why got to deal with you? You being difficult. And I can go over here and they can, I can lay up with married. them. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. I can lay up with them and I don't have to get no wind and I don't have to do this. Hold on. So they, they use use marriage when, for when it's convenient. But. Correct. <laughs> but once you show that you got some standards, they got to go. So watch out here. It's hard out here. It's ABC. These streets. What are some things that leads to a successful marriage in your thoughts? I think the biggest thing is trust. Like you have to be able to trust your partner with anything. Like you have to be able to trust communication. Okay. To express what it is you're looking for, what and so forth down the line. Because you're gonna run into a lot of shit. And you gotta be able to communicate through it. Okay. I agree with Nikki. I would add understanding. We got to be on the same page. Hell, we got to be in the same book. <laughs> like, I can't be over here and you over there. Like, we need to have some mutual understanding on everything, even if we don't agree. We ain't got to agree on everything, but we need some mutual understanding. I'm, go ahead, D. <laughs> I was going to say something similar to AB because I said, like, you can have trust and your marriage will still fail. You can have decent communication and your marriage can still possibly fail. Because if you're not on the same page and you don't understand each other and know exactly uh, 
what you want? Like, I, I feel like that's a question that we've struggled with. What do you want? What do you desire out of this partnership? And if you don't know and don't have an understanding with your partner on that, I think it's hard. It, you can have the best communication skills. It's going to be hard to make it work because you're not on the same page. I, I agree with I agree with you on that. And I was going to say um, something before I answer the, the question. Uh, y'all, y'all are right um, when you're talking about understanding because it's sources of conflict in marriage goes from un, un, unspoken, unmet, and uncommunicated expectations. So if you're not on the same page, you're it's already saying that your marriage is probably gonna gonna face some struggles. But I think that the the, the thing that makes marriages successful is emotional con- connection and intimacy, emotional intimacy, not like physical intimacy. I think if you are not on the same page emotionally, there is no way you can be on the same page in any other area of life successfully. You can there you can appear to be like on the same page, but without that emotional connection with your partner, I don't think that um, our marriage could survive. Because you're gonna go through periods where you you argue, you don't you don't want to talk, you don't want to have sex, like. It, it, these relationships have that, but one thing that that you cannot go without is emotional connection and intimacy, in my opinion. Marriages are, are complex and relationships are complex, even like friendship relationships. Any type of relationship is complex. But I I, I think what we get out of this, this conversation we had today is, you know, views of marriage vary from person to person it's five you just heard five different views of marriage marriage um just from the five of us so i think when you're searching for that partner in that marriage you should communicate what you want you know say this is what i want and be explicit about what you want and get on the same page emotionally and hopefully i'm 35 i'm not married yet um but hopefully because <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, keep people out of your shit like you too. Have pressure? Do you, huh? you have pressure? Do you feel pressure for marriage? Oh, you mentioned your age and you just talked about like hopefully because I'm getting old. Like, do you feel pressure to to be married or is that a goal of yours in terms of your personal development? My my the reason I said it is a little bit different. Um <laughs> a little bit different because you know, once I start something, I want to finish something if you give if you catch my drill. So <laughs> but but I don't feel any I don't feel any pressure to be married though. No. <laughs> Cause I'm getting old. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of y'all feel pressured to get married, or get, or or are you being pressured from family to to get married? I'm not being pressured to get married. I I do feel pressure from family to have kids. Yeah, I'm glad I got a brother and sister. <laughs> I know, but I feel like even they aren't enough sometimes, right? You feel like, ooh. It's like my siblings, their kids are all, for the most part, all of them are adults, right? Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, ooh, wait a minute. We have one. <laughs> you the last hope. You have some more babies around here. <laughs> it's like, well, no, no, no. 
<laughs> Not at this time. You don't, Akeem, do you feel pressure to be married? Oh, no. I don't feel, I don't feel like there's a pressure for my family, for me, or any of my siblings, I don't think. Oh, wait, are you the oldest? I am. Not no pressure on my end. Uh, they say I'm too spoiled. They say I'm too spoiled. So, no, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> they better right. call it that dowry up doing this. <laughs> hey, but Brandon, my goat. <laughs> Me more than one. Look, Nikki said she worked by four goats. What y'all talk about? Somebody walk into your house with a goat. <laughs> this is a young one that you still have, baby. <laughs> oh, man, the goat over there, that goat gonna be food. <laughs> and I don't even like goat. <laughs> goat in exchange for you, daughter. <laughs> Go like oh don't worry, two pounds. Two pounds. <laughs> uh, uh. All right, Thanks, honey. <laughs> all right, D, what you got on the random side of the week? Right, <laughs> random side note of the week is dear Rando Gang, I love your episode. I loved your episode. However, I wanted to see if you could expand on this kick people out after sex conversation. I can understand a one night stand that you literally met that night, but kicking someone that you actually know after <laughs> after you <laughs> after you know, seems, seems rude and tacky to me, especially if it's very late. Why invite them to your boudoir if you don't want them melting in your sheets afterwards? Walter Melly. <laughs> Who wants to respond to Walter first? So basically, she said after she has sex with someone that she's, I'm assumingly not in a relationship with, they had to get out their ho- get out her house. And we all kind of agreed. Okay, let me tell y'all something. Yeah, I know I people y'all to kick out everybody y'all done slept with. Y'all did not kick out the people out Yes, we Every, are. So <laughs> nobody y'all slept with got to spend a night at y'all house is what y'all telling me. Well, half the um, time I was at their house. <laughs> Well, I can't lie because they be had nobody. I was about to say, I was only in the room next door, so I know. I I am willing to walk out on a branch here and say, Oh my. If you spent the night, then we were in some type of relationship. But if you did not, then we were not in a relationship. I'm willing to walk out on that branch. Agreed. Agreed. I think, in my opinion, in my in my situation, yeah, I think so too. And even if it was the first time we had a relationship, (laughs) I do. I do. Dre, I better (laughs) move that branch back in. You better get off this branch, Dre, because that was in the room. They all left. (laughs) They all left. No one ever stayed in our house. Never. Okay. Now, that was that was that was this extin- that was this extenuating circumstance where I could get a, a certain individual. <laughs> we had a squatter. <laughs> That's what that was. we had a squatter. Okay. Come on, I don't think I don't think American Airlines was flying then because I don't know. What was <laughs> they was on strike. <laughs> Okay. Um. 
Look at the kids. That's y'all messy. I'm gonna disagree with y'all. Man, I didn't say shit. I'm not doing this. I'm not shit. Wait, AB, you said you disagree with us. Yeah, I'm. I'm disagreeing with y'all. I ain't never had no one night stand, but I feel like, yeah, no. I would wait. People have slept at my house before. Well, okay. you. You have a kind That's heart. That's so nice of you. Yeah. But majority yeah. of the time, Good these job, are situations baby. where we're like talking, talking. Not that's, no. But that's, okay, that's a difference. That's different. That's okay, different. so then. Okay. So is there a difference again? Yeah, if you're I, like I said, I'm willing to walk out on the break and say, if you slept over, we were in some type of relationship. If I had talking you leave, that's not the same. If we talking, we're not in a relationship. No, nah, I'm, I'm willing to say I was in some relationships. <laughs> he was in a relationship. Oh boy! <laughs> I got you, friend. I got you. I got you, friend. I got you. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. <laughs> he was crying out for help. There, I got it. I got you. <laughs> no, we were. Hey, let's keep it moving. <laughs> So, Walter, if you don't want to be in a relationship, you need to get up and get your clothes and get on out of there. Okay. I feel like <laughs> cuddling is like has been proven. We're going to have to find this date of Drake. Cuddling has been proven to be an emotional attachment. It's bonding. <laughs> do not, do not, do not, do not have any rational thoughts. Do not collect $200. Do not. Do not. Ooh, we share a sweat <laughs> at that time. But I don't know. Body. Oh, like, better go. There we go. There we go, kid. Body heat. No, body heat. Just, you got you got to be willing to compromise. Like, okay, I'm willing to tolerate this body heat for like two minutes before I got to tolerate two minutes of sleep that I can be in cool sheets. Oh, I don't even want to be touched. Then, like, right. like, yeah. <laughs> please, you got it. Matter of fact, you got to go. go ahead. Look, please go ahead get out the bed so we can make walk. make it. I like when you get out the bed because then we can make up the bed and reset the sheets so the fan can run so my sheets can be cool again when I get back in my bed. Oh, I thought you were saying for the next person. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't finna judge you, do you? I thought you said he was fixing him for the next person. I was gonna judge you. I was gonna judge you. I was, I was like, like, why are you know, running a bathhouse or something? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like my sheets cool. Like, and now I wasn't a stranger to the, oh, I gotta get up early in the morning. <laughs> wow. I, I wasn't a stranger to, hey, you gotta go. Right. <laughs> Tap on the shoulder. I'm done. It's time. I'm, I'm, I'm up. Thank you. Cooper's outside. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I had somebody say, don't get, don't get comfortable. Right. <laughs> literally, literally, do not get comfortable. Look, what, whoa, whoa, walk, what you doing? Walter <laughs> Miller talk about some marinating in their sheets. Hell, I don't even want to marinate in them, so get up. I'm going to get out the bed. I'm putting, so on, I putting on them sweatpants or them um, pajama pants, and that means you too. AB says she does not agree with any of this. Unfortunate. Um, because by that point, shower at your house, like, oh, it's no. 
because these are not one. This wasn't a one night stand. This was some like we were talking, talking like. That's all. We, so you we went, we went to, we went to, yeah. Night. We we not talking about one night stands. I haven't had one either, but you can. <laughs> so if y'all about to be in a relationship, they gotta go home. Yeah, I mean, we if we're in a relationship, no, you, you, that's what I'm saying. You sleeping over? That means we about to be in a relationship. <laughs> 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 I, okay, I that first night is That first, that first night is qualification. That first night over is we got to be in a relationship. So <laughs> after that night, we in a relationship. Oh, I was so drunk and out of it that I forgot to tell you to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-uh, I left a note on the on the dresser. Please leave. <laughs> Just in case I get to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't understand. Make sure, make sure you know. We got to get the same page. You see, it's all about communication. So, so what if what if they lift or Uber over there? Then you gonna kick them out? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you gonna have to go back home anyway. You gonna yeah. have to find a way back anyway. It's not yeah. gonna happen. In the morning, though. In the morning. No, 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 no. Look, no, this no. bitch you go before it surges. Right. <laughs> it is. Say it one more time for the people. It's, it's, it's bitch you go before it surges. <laughs> you pay money. It's giving that emotional. What's the moral of the story? Moral of the story is you gotta go. <laughs> like, Can't see you. <laughs> see, psych. We, we did not change our mind. We, we double did not back. move. We, we double down. You gotta go. But did we, did we, did we ask, answer his question though? He said, why invite them to your boudoir if you don't want need, them to be Well, you gotta pay me. <laughs> I'm not going. Listen, listen, I'm not going to no place that I don't feel comfortable <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Come no, come into my lair because I'm not coming to you. <laughs> okay. And you might live in Virginia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just make sure if you work for American Airlines that you can get on your flight and leave. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you see? Laura, I am not a part of this. Was that hurricane season? <laughs> No, <laughs> I wish. Oh, okay. Grace, I don't wish. Grace said, "USPS, green, please." <laughs> no. Man. You got to go. Because that one ended up being like a two week stay, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, you know, here we are. And yeah. nips. I hope you edit this out. And, no, and no, and nips, and, 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 and and nips, nips. Nips and, and, and shot shot glasses of liquor from, from, from Dre, from Dre talk about Dre talk about what do you like to drink? <laughs> and I'm like, why? I was like, my friends oh, bring it up. Yeah, my friend bring it some some gonna bring some alcohol. I was like, oh okay, okay. They were nips off of the plane. <laughs> they were like this. So rent was paid in nips, D, to answer your question. I 
<laughs> you two can submit your separate. You two can submit your random side note of the week. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RND Side Note. At RND Side Note. We're on Instagram. Which I can't even get through this. So that's all somebody gonna give me is nips for rent. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. After I that drop off at the airport, I was like, oh, mm-mm, never again. Well, I don't want any parts of this. <laughs> and I whispered, I'm like, these was the bottles? <laughs> I thought you meant right. You thought you was going to handle AB. I thought was so, gonna too. last you, girl. Okay, mm-hmm. Man. Scott, <laughs> what a record. I am not <laughs> You too can submit your random side note of the week. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RND Side Note. That's at RND Side Note. We're on every major podcast platform iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Music. No, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also reach us in the, in the web browser at random randomsideno.captivate.fm. This has been a very spirited conversation, you guys. <laughs> Full of some shade at the end. But, um, that is dog you. Well, I just told my truth because I didn't want to lie because AB could have called me out on that lie. And so there was no lie. So so I had to. So not everybody did went home because for some reason that person just couldn't get back on the flight and go back to where they came from. But uh, the only one who didn't go home. Go on. Go on. But y'all have a blessed week and we will see you all next week. We're out. Later. Welcome to Random Side Note.